Welcome to the New Thought Experience Podcast. My name is Reverend Chris DiGiorgio. Each week, we will explore a New Thought topic. New Thought was founded in the 19th century and was inspired by the Transcendental Movement. Its chief belief is of an all-knowing, all-present, all-powerful divine intelligence, and spirit and human are one. And remember, we are only a thought away from changing our lives. And now to our podcast. Speak, act, believe as if you are prosperous, and you will impress the universe to send you plenty. This is a quote from the book, A Little Light on the Spiritual Laws by Diana Cooper. Let's stress a unity concept here. What we think, what we believe, and how we act and speak can change our lives. I think one of the things as a New Thought student we should always remember is asking, how can I think about this differently? Remember what Eric Butterworth, Unity Minister and author, continues to say, we're only a thought away from changing our lives. And so now we're talking about the law of prosperity, which states, believe, think, speak, and act that you are a prosperous child of the universe, and the universe will give you plenty. All the spiritual laws hinge on what we are thinking, and that is why they are part of new thought. What is our thought around our lives? And prosperity is the manifestation of our thoughts. I love the story of the king and his children in the chapter of the book on the A Little Light on the Spiritual Laws by Diana Cooper, and the chapter was The Law of Prosperity. A king has four children that he adored. They grew up and left and, and seeked their fortune. Each child came back, and here's what happened. The first child, the daughter, came back as a ragged beggar. The king immediately ordered new clothes and a banquet in her honor, but she refused. Her condition changed so much that she preferred to beg, whine, and complain. The next child came back a son, and the king again ordered the finest clothes and a banquet. But the son refused, feeling he was not worthy of the attention, and started scrubbing the steps like a servant. He forgot his birthright. The next child, a daughter, arrived in a horse-drawn carriage and was well-dressed, received all the finery the king could offer. The king was quite pleased and asked, If she would rule the kingdom with him, she flatly refused and said, It's your kingdom. She wanted the bounty without the responsibility. And the next child, a son, came with clear eyes and a strong face. The young man enjoyed the banquet and the abundance of his position of being his father's son. He toured the kingdom, then he said to his father, I've returned with new ideas and suggestions. How can I help? He enjoyed the abundance and understood the responsibility with the abundance. The king was overjoyed and was happy 
to have the son help him rule the kingdom. Now this is why I love metaphysics and new thought philosophy, because we can look at this story as a nice story. But if we look deeper into the story and look at the five characters, the king and the four children, we see some important things. First, let's take the king. The king is the ruler. He can think of you. We can think of it as the universe of God. God is the abundant source, and we, as God's children, are co-creators. Our true abundance comes from God, which is source. All the possibilities of our abundance comes from the thoughts we create, and this is our responsibility. Each child gives us a different thought. The first child totally believed in lack and only saw the universe in that way and wanted to complain and moan about they did not have enough. And when offered, they preferred she preferred to whine and complain and focus on what she did not have. The first child's thought was lack. The universe was a place of lack. The second child, the son, did not feel worthy of the abundance and as such had no command of the spiritual law, therefore was sabotaging all that was coming to him. The second child's predominant thought was unworthiness. The third child, the daughter, felt entitled to the abundance. Although she cheerfully received the abundance, she didn't want to give any new thoughts and she was not a good steward of the abundance. The third child's predominant thought was entitlement with irresponsibility. The last child gratefully accepted the banquet and saw how to get more abundance by working with the spiritual law. He said, I have more ideas and suggestions. The more ideas we have, the more intention we have to the spiritual law, the more abundance we have. Remember, we are co-creators to the universe. That means we have a responsibility. So ask yourself, which child are you? Are you the child that has forgotten the birthright and sees the lack in everything? The child that's afraid of the birthright and feels unworthy? the child that takes the birthright for granted and wants no responsibility? Are you the child that accepts the birthright and wants to co-create? I'd say we we often have any one of these thoughts in our heads at any given moment. This is why the first three characters, we can use our spiritual tools to work the law. It's common for us to feel lack or unworthiness or taking things for granted. When this happens, we should remember the new thought tools at our disposal. This includes denials, affirmations, expectation, and belief. So remember the acronym BEAD, B-E-A-D, and do it backwards. So we spell BEAD, B-E-A-D, so let's go with D-A-E-B. The first thing in the acronym is the use of denial. We have to recondition the mind. The moment we think of lack or unworthiness or taking for granted or not seeing the way it was supposed to unfold, 
our mind wants to go into a tizzy. We see every adverse situation as an unsurmountable obstacle instead of seeing something as momentary. As we all know, everything changes, and so does the presence of any circumstance. It is in this time we use a denial, which is a statement of truth. It's reminding the mind the present circumstance has no power over us. Even when it looks to be true, it's not true. It's only transitory, meaning it's in transit, and your higher good will come. So, for example, let's say you need to pay a bill and you have insufficient funds in the bank account. You can use this denial. The appearance of lack has no power over this situation. Now that comes to our next thing, which is an affirmation. An affirmation is a statement of truth that something is so, even when the appearance tells you otherwise. Again, we need to condition our mind. Prosperity is all about mindset. We are powerful magnets, and if we're giving mixed messages to the universe, we'll get mixed results. That's why we need to sweep away our negative thoughts with the use of a denial and place a new thought with an affirmation. So in this example, we can say the appearance of lack has no power over this situation. That's the denial. Then we can say the right resource will appear at the right time in the right way through the right instrumentality and open the way for my prosperity with no harm to any being. That affirmation statement was inspired by Brian Scott, a metaphysician. Now that we conditioned our minds with denial and affirmation, we need to expect the good to happen. In other words, we have to have faith that it will happen. This is expectation. Ralph Waldo Trine, a New Thought author, said this, Faith is the only law to true success. He went on to say, When struck with adversity, know it's a passing work through it instead of paralyzing you. Often, as I said before, when the least bit of adversity comes our way, that is when our expectation is shaken. We don't expect a good outcome. It is also important to realize the universe may give you something equally as good, but we expect something else to show up and miss the good that is coming to us. It is at this time it's important to change your thought and mind. Always expect the universe is presenting you with something that is for your highest good. See each thing that's coming to you as a stepping stone for something greater. By doing so, we're conditioning our mind to expect good. Lastly, believe, and maybe that should be firstly, always believe your good is coming to you. Remember, you are a co-creator of the universe. Ideas and thoughts are your birthright. As the story of the king and his children remind us, we have the universe at our disposal. All the thoughts and ideas come, and we have a responsibility to see those thoughts and ideas through to their completion. With the steadfast belief, all is done in divine order. That is the gift of being a child of the universe. So in summary, our prosperity is how we think and see ourselves as co-creators with the universe. Many of us have in our subconscious mind that we are not worthy 
or we only see lack. We accept the abundance with no responsibility. Our work as New Thought students is to condition our minds, to change our thoughts, and see ourselves as powerful co-creators, to move past adversity and see abundance. We condition our minds through denials, affirmations, expectation, and belief. Remember, we are a child of universe. We deserve the abundance the universe has to offer. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. The New Thought Experience is a production of the Westchester Spirituality and New Thought Group. To find out more about us or to donate via Zelle or PayPal, you can use our email address, unityofwestchester at gmail.com. That is U-N-I-T-Y-O-F-W-E-S-T. C-H-E-S-T-E-R at gmail.com.